relationship with money hey why aren't I rich already and why are so many people so much richer than me uh, but seriously why are so many people struggling with finances in what seems to be one of the wealthiest lands in the world with so many resources here in the United States how are we in the land of plenty with so much personal debt listen I've had a banner year but it didn't start out that way here are five things that I have changed in my finances to end the big 2018 with some checks on the win column. Right after this. Okay, so starting off with number five, um, the biggie. And again, this is in no particular order. It was just the decision to pay off some debts. Um, back in 2017, I decided that I would answer every phone call and open every envelope. Just basically just face up to anything and just know the actual numbers. Uh, a lot of times the fear of the unknown was the most uh, stressful part of all of it. And really just feeling like I couldn't handle what was at the forefront of my my money issues but honestly whatever you have spent or whatever you have charged or promised to pay uh, those individuals they had some type of inkling that you could handle it at one point or another and so it is a matter of getting back on track talking to those individuals negotiating with them and just letting them know what your current situation is and moving from that point forward so at that particular point in my life just deciding hey I'm gonna open everything I'm gonna answer every phone call and I decided hey I'm going to pay off some debts and it wasn't a just random scatter graph type of decision it was a let me choose something and pay it off and so a lot of experts and me podcasting on this makes me no expert and I'm just saying that right now that's the disclaimer I am NOT an expert at this I'm just giving you the things that I did last year or this 2018 uh, culminating you know my whole year reflecting but that's one of the things that I did was I uh, started out with the smallest debt and then went toward the ones that were larger so smaller credit card balances smaller things like maybe medical bills or whatever whatever I owed if I owed somebody fifty dollars or if I owed someone three hundred fifty dollars or a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or whatever or ten thousand dollars or twenty I'm just saying those are just examples I started out with the smallest things first and some some experts may say start at the beginning start it with smaller and then taking 
the monies that you pay to pay that small thing off once it's paid off then take that money and put it toward the next thing all the while maintaining the minimum balances and eventually you'll get to your goal which is ultimately uh, debt free so that was my um, very primitive strategy and I'm not saying I've gotten to the finish line yet I'm just saying that that is where I am as far as my underlying basic strategy starting with some of the things the little things deciding that I'm going to pay a, a particular thing off so once I've identified what I'm gonna pay off then that's the next thing that I'll pay off basically but I had to get to that point where I wasn't afraid I couldn't be held bondage by those uh, ringing calls you know because they started a certain time of the day they start on certain days and you know who it is it's a, a strange 1-800 number or a strange number that looks similar to one of the ones that you know I mean they have their tactics and I have my tactics too for dodging them but not anymore I decided hey I'm gonna answer the phone hello this is who you're you're calling for yes let's talk about it how much do you think how much do you think I owe well, can you send me proof? What are some of the things that we need to do to get this back on target? Can I negotiate? You know, and once you start saying the things that mean business, then the people on the other end know that you mean business and they are really willing to help you. And I feel like they're willing to help you more more often because they get so many of those scammer calls. They get so many of those people with attitude calls or people who have you know are crying because they just can't and they just can't deal with it or whatever if you come correct on the phone if you make a, a concerted effort that is responsible and you come from a place of power and a, a, pay, a place of authority and really those things mean a lot to the person on the other end because it's not ultimately is not their money there are people who are working for those companies and they're like hey you sound like you kind of you're somebody I could deal with I, I can make it happen and if I actually retrieve some of the funds from you then it's going to give me um you know a plus on on my you know quota list for today so they want to do everything that they can to help you out as well all of the people who are on the phone are not out to get you and once I realized that once I had conversations and I realized that hey these people aren't the people who actually are looking for the money they're the people who work for the people who I actually owe the money for and they want to see me win too because I sound like I could be their cousin on the phone right <laughs> so at any rate my number five decide to pay off some debts decide to pay it off and then just work from there let's move on to number four all right so because I'm such a a goal-driven being you know I decided hey I'm gonna reward myself as often as possible and I don't know where I picked that up from I listen to so many podcasts and read so many different blogs that a reward system was a no-brainer I, I listened to and I'll link in my descriptions in my show notes some of the podcasts that I listen to uh, of the experts the real experts not me the people who really know what they're talking about um, I'll send you their links and then you can listen to and glean from them the things that you want to do to make your life more your money more responsibly fit but uh, re a reward system was like a no-brainer I heard that on one of the podcasts um, and so I was like yes I'm definitely doing this uh, and so one of the things that I did was 
uh, on my second week my second week um, of the month I get a check um, twice a month right so I get paid twice a month I used to work in a job where I got paid once a month and it was crazy trying to uh, juggle all that but then at after a while I got used to it and when some people say well I'm on a fixed income and I'm like but aren't we all at some point in the, uh, if, if you get paid from someone you are on a fixed income if you have more hours in your day you only have 24 hours in your day so I don't know why people think that some incomes are fixed and some are not it's all fixed um, but suffice it to say uh, at the, where I am now I get paid twice a month so what I do is the first month are all the big payments so like my house uh, payment uh, car insurances and just some major things that I have to pay those things come off automatically uh, through a direct deduction from my first paycheck of the month okay so I pretty much have got this Ron Popeil uh, of mortgages set up <laughs> and when I say Ron Popeil you know there was this guy who used to um, have the um, used to have the infomercials where you would set it and forget it and so I love those kind of bills but they they're, they're like a two-edged sword you have to check in on them periodically because that can go south as well so mortgage it pretty much is paid automatically through direct uh, withdrawal and um, the insurance the car insurance as well so do all that don't have to really worry about it I check my account balance when I know I get paid then a couple of days later I check it again to see that those things have been uh, taken out of my account then I you know have a sigh of relief <sighs> all is well with the world <laughs> because those things have been uh, processed on time and on and I can continue to live and maneuver around the city in the same way that I've been doing because of those um, deposits and withdrawals but now on the second check of the month that mid-month check that's where I actually pay all of the little credit cards and things and the cell phones and the um, the internet bill I mean everything that makes my life what I need it to be so it's comfortable right the um, utility bill as well so all of those things I need but it happens on that mid-month check so what I did was uh, I used to just pay them sporadically but now I'd make it like an appointment with myself like on that Saturday following the day that I get paid I am actually going to sit down and pay all these bills okay so I had to sit down and pay all the bills and I actually would not only pay the bills that I had to pay for that second week uh, of the month but I also incorporated a way to reward myself by scheduling a trip a vacation so and you if you've followed any of my other podcasts then you can definitely go back to the one where I talk about my Disney World um, trip but that was part of my reward system it was basically I would sit down pay the bills and then I would pay on my trip and so once you put down the 10% um, as far as your deposit then you can pay on it until you get to 
um, of course you choose what you know your accommodations are and what your park tickets or whatever but then paying on it as much or as little as you want until it's paid in full and what happened with me was that it, when we got to the point where it was time for me to go on the trip I realized I still hadn't paid it all off not a problem called them up rescheduled it pushed it back a few months and they were very accommodating didn't lose any of the money that I had already invested in the uh, vacation and they were just like hey sure no problem we'll reschedule you can still keep the money that you've already paid and the those monies go toward the new reservations and the park tickets and everything and at that point it was like yeah cool I can do this not a problem so I plan on uh, taking some time out to kind of just see what I want to do for 2019 and have those things in place so I can continue rewarding myself as well as paying the bills down and paying off the, uh, the debts that I have so that's the the next thing was to reward myself all right let's start with writing everything down okay so that's the my number my number three is just write everything down usernames passwords um, at every web site that I have for each organization that I have to pay back or have to pay uh, due to a, a monthly expense then those are things that I write down and I don't know where people got the fact that you're not supposed to write down passwords anywhere because um, they, they didn't want someone to steal that information but the likelihood of somebody breaking into your house uh, and stealing a TV or you know an appliance is much greater than them turning toward a notebook on a desk and taking it because apparently there's some secret information in there that they can decipher there's no there's no way uh, a a criminal is going to opt for my planner <laughs> versus you know the equipment so honestly writing everything down saved me a whole lot of headaches and a whole lot of heartbreaks and it really reduced my stress my thing was paying the bills is a stressful situation so how do I reduce that how do I keep myself feeling like I am in charge or in control of this situation so I can get it done get it done fast and then get to the point where I'm having fun on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning right and so my thing was write down all the usernames and passwords write down the URLs if I needed to like for instance um, Walmart I have a Walmart card and uh, you have to click through like 30 pages just to get to the page where you pay for the credit card you can log in to Walmart but you log into their site and you're logging into the part where you can put things in a shopping cart and shop and that's not what I wanted so you have to click through here and click through there and click through there after about and then from one month to the next they may have changed their website honestly so what I did was I did a I wrote down the URLs which is the web uh, addresses of the specific page where I could go in and pay that bill now I know some of you techies are out there like hey why don't you just set a uh, set a uh, a favorite or so but I mean you can do that but if you don't remember what the what it starts off with then you're like what is that what did I I guess you can click on the list or what have you but again I just wrote it down I wrote some of it down 
I so I could feel like I was in control of it and then of course you can click on it and set it in a favorites folder or whatever if you're that organized but if you're that organized you probably don't have a problem with money like I have a problem with money right exactly so doing more uh, sometimes is better being extra on that tip as far as um, writing things down just help me to reduce that layer of stress that was mounting and made me feel like I was out of control about it so again writing everything down now the other thing I wrote down was a list of positive past phrases things that I can remember combinations of two or three words that um, used like alliteration or fun phrases or fun things that I can remember and then I would throw in like combinations of symbols to like um, I would like the add symbol. Everybody knows the add symbol kind of looks like a, a cursive, a little cursive letter A. And so I would uh, maybe uh, exchange those alphabets for the symbols that they represented or that they looked like. Like the hashtag kind of looks like an H or the S kind of looks like the dollar sign. Of course, the add symbol looks like an A. And so those types of things... I would incorporate to exchange letters but I also would throw a number a couple of numbers in there so creating and writing out past phrases that way when those user when those web pages will prompt you to change your password if you get some type of crazy email in your inbox saying that we need to update your whatever you don't have to worry or stress out about what do I need to change it to? How am I going to change it? I got to think of something now and they're asking me to add um, letters and numbers and symbols and you know and this to me maybe it's not to you or anybody else in the world but to me just the situation of having to think up a whole nother password gives me a little bit of anxiousness. It does. So for me just having a list of 15 or so past phrases written down on the ready so that if I needed something, again, I could just exchange it for one of the things that I have already created. And they're fun things that I like that maybe are associated with things that bring me pleasure like candy or flowers or um, pink pillows or or just anything that makes me feel like uh, I have control over and it's fun that I will create a past phrase and again if you haven't ever heard of past phrase it's just a matter of um, making a longer password but you're using a combination of words and things so that it's easier for the human mind to remember and difficult for hackers and things to um, actually uh, get into and decipher so again I've created my past phrases but I write them down so they'll be ready and I put them all in my planner so that at the beginning of the year I have them on the ready and that's what I did with 2018 I plan on doing the same thing with 2019 so that's my number three uh, moving on to number two um, I calculated the countdown and what do you mean by calculating the countdown so if there's a bill that I said well I owe them a certain amount of money and I want to get it paid off in let's say five months or six months then I will divide it by five or six and I will look at the number and see how much that will be if I pay that amount every month or 
twice as much if I pay that much every two weeks or every pay period, right? Uh, and if you use that strategy, like every pay period, I'm going to choose one bill to double up on versus minimum payments. Like everything will be min minimum with this one thing, this one thing, the one thing that I've dedicated to pay off next, then I'm going to be extra aggressive with it. And so that's what I decided I was going to do. Be more aggressive with the one thing until I get it paid off. And if it's six months or four months or eight months or 12 months, honestly, I'm 12 months closer to being paid off and debt free than I was 12 months ago or last year. If I do nothing, then it's going to be a difficult road going forward. It just takes longer to pay it off. But if I do something, then at least I'm that much closer at the end of that process. Um, so I did that. Calculated the countdown. Um, and honestly, once you pay off the, the bills or pay them down, uh, I kind of give me, I give myself a little cushion and say, hey, let me set something that's reasonable. I don't want to be in a financial bind, whereas I don't have enough money for gasoline at the end of the month or the end of the you know pay period like because I've been in situations where oh, I don't really have any more money to get gas until I get paid and so I'm just coasting on fumes or I just you know don't go a lot of places I'm like home and work that's it and then but when I feel like I have a little bit more money I may go to the mall the mall is out of the way for me and so driving to the mall first of all you go to the mall you might have to you have to have money to buy something right but not necessarily you go you can walk around you can enjoy people watching you can take um, little kids with you and then watch watch them play around in the little play court area have some lunch and come on back to the house you know that's like a weekend excursion for me that's low cost but um, when the money is really tight, then I notice that I can't go because gas, you know, I don't have a whole lot of extra money for filling up the tank again. Um, but, you know, those are just times that we all have to live through. I also have, um, and I just add that to the end, um, but, you know, I have little strategies for making sure that I have enough money for gas, like having a jar of change in the house. I have a jar in my room. Hopefully I'm not telling uh, burglars this, but I have a jar of change in my room, and um, and I have a jar of change in the f by the washroom. So, and you guessed it, whenever I have extra change that falls out of my pockets when I'm getting uh, undressed or dressed or I'm cleaning out my purse, I put the change in the jar. Or, conversely, if I'm washing clothes and in the washing machine and money falls out of the pockets change dollars pennies nickels quarters um then i put the money in the jar and so if i ever fi feel like i need three dollars worth of gas to get me to the next day or five dollars worth of gas to get me to payday or whatever then i i feel confident enough saying that you know what no matter what i have some money for gas at least gas and that also goes for like you need a snack, you need to get some bread or maybe something for a special event and you don't have any cash and no access to cash. I got these jars with these cha this change in it. And so um, I, I just kind of, I've always been a person who has kept loose change in the house. 
Uh, and so I may have to do a special podcast about loose change, like money, five things about money, uh, the the remix, the next episode, whatever. But I have a, a special connection with change as well. But um, definitely, I like to you know use that as a like a savings account as much as if if you will. Okay, so again. I write things down that was my number two and let's just go ahead and dive into number one my top thing um, my number one thing not necessarily in any particular order but these are just the things that I do I save money by reducing the waste in my daily life so when I say reducing the waste I mean the things that I spend money on that I feel like oh I, I I've kind of wasted my money on that or this and I could do a little bit better at uh, closing up those loose ends. And so what I did was I started with my lunch money and incidentals. Because I like to eat. I don't know if you can tell by my voice. But I didn't get this sultry, buttery voice by being a stick figure. No. <laughs> I actually like to uh, enjoy things like butter and um, desserts and things of that nature. But I'm... I'm I'm holding I'm holding my shape my shape is good my shape is good however um, lunch is a very good uh, nutritional part very valued part of my life when I go to work I feel like I deserve to eat in the middle of the day not only that but breakfast so um, two ways that I reduced or I saved money by reducing waste was looking at the money that I spent on my food my daily food so one thing I really determined was that um, I loved gourmet breakfast more than or a crunchy satisfying breakfast more than I like those lunch those little sandwiches breakfast sandwiches that you can get at your fast food places so um, it just by a whim I realized that I liked oatmeal uh, but not any type of oatmeal oatmeal that had stuff in it if you've ever been to a hotel and they have like a little breakfast bar they will have their oatmeal but they'll also have like little things that you can sprinkle in your oatmeal and from that um, I realized that I liked oatmeal and I liked walnuts and I liked cranberries in my oatmeal so translating that to home I got this big container every time I go to the grocery store or every time I run out I'll get this big container of oatmeal um, the the oats the slow cooking oats not the, the fast you know five minute oats but the, the big ones and so I will get the oatmeal the oats and I will also get uh, some walnuts a pack of walnuts costs about four or five dollars but it lasts a long time you don't use but a, a little sprinkle of it so I'll use like a little measure of oatmeal in a plastic bowl some oat some walnuts some um, cranberries and I've also incorporated some golden raisins and to make it all flavorful and delicious I will sprinkle on top of it um, cinnamon and I will drizzle enough honey on it to make it so sweet and good that it doesn't need butter so I take this dry or semi dry um, uh, mixture to work with me in a covered container bowl plastic bowl uh, this dishwasher and microwave safe and then when I get to work I put the hot water in it put it in the microwave for about 30 seconds stir it up 
uh, and then put the top on it and let it finish steeping and it is the best best smelling best tasting breakfast you ever have and for me it tastes gourmet and I love it so I do that I would say three to four times a week love it that's my breakfast now the other part of breakfast would be that uh, smoothies I like smoothies a lot but you can't drink smoothies every day and that will not hold you all day long um, most days so what I do is I will get the fruits frozen fruits I also learned that you can cut up bananas you uh, peel them cut them up and put them in a plastic baggie uh, press all the air out ziplock baggie put them in the freezer and you can use those in your smoothies forever so instead of getting bananas and letting them go bad and watching them go bad and watching your money waste again that's reducing waste instead of watching the bananas rot cut them up put them in a plastic baggie put them in the freezer and then dedicate to having a smoothie at least two times a week for breakfast it's a healthy way to eat it is a good way to feel good about yourself and then I also incorporated having my favorite plastic covered container dishwasher safe uh, microwave safe type of container for my smoothies so when you have the, the cup that you love and you have the dishes that you love then it makes taking your breakfast and your lunch with you to work so much more enjoyable it's like hey I got a gourmet lunch you ordered out you picked up a little rinky dink sandwich you picked up a little rinky dink breakfast but over here I got the good stuff I got the good breakfast I got the good lunch and so I also in, uh, started investing in like nice uh, to go containers that look like carry out so it looks like I have carry out when I take my lunch it looks like I have leftovers from a really nice restaurant and not the rinky dink you know wrapped up in paper and plastic or foil because if you wrap it up in foil you just look bootleg you just look you know should I say you just look ghetto when you, you wrap it up in uh, foil um, no you know no offense to living in the ghetto I'm just saying I want to feel like I have a bougier type of lunch <laughs> so you know if you you have a thing against bougie the bougie life um, and it's nothing wrong with wanting to have things that are nice and special because to me if I make it feel special I make it feel like it's more delicious than it actually is that I'm still saving money again I don't have to go and get that eight dollar smoothie if I have all of the ingredients at my house if I've frozen the ingredients or done meal prep for the ingredients I have saved money so again um, those are the things about that I saved by reducing the waste um, I freezer bags putting things in freezer bags and putting them in the freezer so that I don't throw things away as much I use them eventually uh, I cut onions up I cut up bell peppers I cut up a lot of different things that help me to cook but I cut them up and put them in the freezer when I get them so that I if it encourages me to cook because I don't have to think oh well if I go home it's gonna take me 20 minutes or 30 minutes when actually it will take me maybe five minutes of prep because all of the things that I need to create the dish have already been cut up all I have to do is maybe break it apart and put it in the dish and simmer because I've already done the prep for the onions and the, the peppers or whatever or the individual pieces of meat they've already been separated 
So those things help me to reduce waste and they help me save money because I'm not going and getting uh, a meal or two or three uh, every week for myself and then additionally for the kids. You know, they love Taco Bell. Great. But if I can go to a grocery store and get all the ingredients that make the same things and then have some stuff left over for lunch the next day, I've reduced my, I made something that's more healthy. I made something that I feel good about eating. And then I've had made something that makes my lunch seem a little gourmet because I've gotten these little divided bowls um, from the store so that I can pack a really cute little lunch. So again, those are things that I, those are things that I'm doing to help me reduce my uh, waste and ultimately save my money. Saving the money translates into extra dollars that I can put on my trip or my bills. Not in that order, of course, but you know, you pay your bills first and then you, you reward yourself. But if I have some left over, you know, I'm just going to spread that around, right? Uh, another thing I did to reduce the waste was I broke up with the ATM machine. Yes, you heard me. I broke up. I had a very good, intimate, long-term relationship with the automatic teller machine. Why? I don't know why. I remember when ATMs first came out, I was like, hey, this is cool. I don't have to go to the bank. I don't have to stand in the line. I don't have to talk to those people. I don't have to feel ashamed that there's only $25 in my account. And I'm, yes, getting 20 of those dollars out and giving me my money. I don't have to talk to anybody about that. But that was... um it was wrong on two accounts. Why? Because pulling the last 20 uh, out of your account, that, that is, that's a little trifling. Uh-huh. For me, it was. <laughs> when more than likely I could have just been savvy and used my resources that I already have and not get that last $20 out. Like I say, pull that change out of that jar and get some gas. Go to Kenfolk's house and get some lunch or some dinner. You know, and just do some things differently so that I don't have to pull that last 20 out of the bank uh, but the other thing is it costs money to pull money out of the bank every time you go to an ATM machine that is not in your network it costs you anywhere between three to five dollars to use your money and so I and I honestly and this is being completely transparent I was going to the ATM several times a month several times a month when I was working um, with the organization that shall not be named <laughs> back in the day I was working for the other organization and I was getting paid once a month I would go to the ATM several times a month and that could that could add up to like 20 or so dollars in a month's time of money that I could have saved and paid somebody off or I could have saved and put it on a trip right exactly so I broke up with the ATM how did I do that um, a couple of different things well now I make it a, a point to drive an extra mile to the credit union to get a withdrawal if I go to my credit union it doesn't cost any money to get the money out of my bank my banking system right and I say drive an extra mile but it usually there's a branch that's close by I just have to make the time and be intentional about stopping by there basically and it's not ever um, outside of my normal route for the week so if I'm going to get money then I need to just do it on let's say a weekend when I'm actually going to a friend's house or a family member's house on my way somewhere else so that it's not like I'm making an extra trip 
or at the last minute. Um, I used to wait until Monday morning to get gas. That was crazy. That was trifling, right? So doing all those things on the weekend when I was uh, making stops, doing things uh, on purpose, and doing the things that I needed to do on the weekend so that on Monday I was ready to roll. Had gas, full tank of gas, had the cash that I needed in my wallet, have already done my chores, gone to the grocery store, done the meal prep, those things, if I do it right, I can save money for the next five to seven days, honestly. But if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, what is this phrase? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, that's it. So at any rate, doing things differently so that I can reduce my waste. Um, the ATM played a big part of that. The other part is nowadays, uh, not only am I doing the, um, not doing the ATM, but I'm using uh, digital means of payments. So I'm using um, my debit card a lot more. I used to be afraid of using the debit card. I don't know why. No, I do know why. It's very easy, very susceptible to um, fraud and theft and identity theft. So now that they've incorporated these chips, it's a little bit stronger. I feel a little bit more confident in the 2018s of it all to use that debit card card uh, for small purchases as well as larger purchases and payments but um, additionally from that I will use I've also incorporated a cash app uh, on my account the cash app is a uh, subsidiary of the square corporation and so cash app is just a way that I can send money back and forth to people that I owe like the yard man so uh, and I should have a whole nother session about the Yardman and keeping up appearances like that show uh, that we all used to love. Um, but I used the cash app to pay the Yardman. And it's like, listen, I called dude up. Hey, can you come into my yard? And because I trust him, he was like, okay, yeah, I can come by Tuesday at 2 o'clock. I'm at work at Tuesday at 2 o'clock. But he will come by. He is very trustworthy worthy he will do the yard he will he will text me back first of all I don't even call him I text him he will do the job when I'm not at work when I'm not at home and he will text me back say all right I'm done I'm like all right great I will send him his payment sight unseen through the cash app he gets his money I get my yard fixed and I don't have to go I don't have to do none of that traveling back and forth I don't have to leave work early I don't have to plan to be somewhere that I don't really want to be at a certain time of the day or a certain time of the week I don't have to wait on the yard man to get there wait till he's done and I just first of all just very blessed to find somebody that I am that I can trust and then the second part of it is someone who is able to use the cash app because a lot of time people just don't want to deal with those digital means of uh, payment like that especially people who are more of a um, you know in the service industry sometimes but they're coming around I mean it's a lot of people that uh, come and fix it fix things around the house uh, if you go and get your nails done, of course, they're using your credit card. But if you have somebody who comes and does the service for you at your home, um, I actually just bought some jewelry from this lady who's like an entrepreneur. Um, and she sells her jewelry for a very small fee. But I, I was like, I don't have 
I don't have that money. I don't have cash on me. But I asked her, do you take cash out? And she was like, yeah. So, again, if you're paying people, I believe it's free. And I looked on the website before I did this um, recording just to see what the charges are. Because I really can't tell that I'm getting charged. They've got to be making money some kind of way. And it must be that there are... Um, companies that use the cash app when you are doing direct deposit when you're getting direct deposits to this thing called the cash card then I believe they have a, um, a fee that's associated with that or if you have a company that you do business with but when you're spent sending money from one person to another personal payment person to person I don't think there's any uh, fee associated with it but I definitely need to do a little bit more research just to see if there are any pennies being um, taken out and which purchases are um, generating an additional fee now there is a really good feature with the cash app that you can use a cash boost if you go to if you designate like a food place like Chick-fil-a uh, or Subway and there's some other ones on there now if you indicate that that's your cash boost and so whenever you go there if you spend eight dollars then they're gonna give you a dollar cash boost so your fee will only be seven dollars and so whatever you but you have to indicate which company you want to use your boost on I think it's a certain amount of time that it has to be on your phone like you can use a dollar toward Subway for a week but uh, you know what uh, I'm not quite sure about the time frame, but I do know that there's this thing called a cash boost. So again, cash app, to me, is virtually free. I don't see too much of a cost associated with it when you're dealing from one person to another person. But when you're dealing with major companies, organizations, there is a fee to transact the money. So for me, that was a, it was a saver because I didn't, again, don't have to go to the ATM to actually pull money out because it costs money and time and gas and all that other jazz I can send money directly to one person and they can you know I know that I it's it's secured because it's with a company that I you know quote unquote I trust through the Square app and the Square uh, company but there's some other companies out there too I know a lot of people use Venmo uh, and they as long as the, the person who's receiving the money has a Venmo account and you're sending it and you have a Venmo account it's all good I don't have Venmo on my phone so I'm gonna deal with people with either cash or the cash app uh, I don't want to have a whole lot of different accounts because I'm trying to reduce and not increase oh uh, I don't want to have a whole lot of different ways money can leave me I don't have a lot of ways that money can come into my account <laughs> but at any rate uh, but another way that I've reduced waste was I have cut several of the proverbial cords and when I say cut the cord I meant I cut the cable cord a long time ago home phone cord several I mean I can't even remember the last time I had a home phone it has been like years I want to say back in goodness the early 2000s so maybe 2005 2005 or something like that but I remember having a conversation with one of my cousins and she was like I keep calling you and I, I am never getting an answer and I was like you call me I've got your phone number programmed in my phone and she was like no I called the house phone I was like whoa I've had a house phone since uh, they shot JR and of course nobody knows what that means either but um, 
that's a long you know reference to Dallas uh, from way back in the day but just to say that I haven't had a, a, a phone bill for the house why because I realized that I had a cell phone my kids both of my kids have cell phones it's just the three of us and the dog dog don't have a cell phone yet but you never know but um we I cut the cord a long time ago don't need that extra bill and honestly back in the day that was when I wasn't answering the phone anyway because I didn't want to talk to the people who said that I owed them money so I was like just cut that number off and it worked out well but at any rate home phone and then the cell phone upgrade lasso so there's a lasso from the phone companies and they want you to remain their their <laughs> concubine or whatever by telling you that you can upgrade every two years well you don't have to upgrade and so this is the thing after 24 months or after you paid off the, the phone that you have um, actually you're, you're you're paying little by little on a phone that costs maybe $400 or $500 or $700 or $1000 and honestly they don't really tell you how much the phone is in all they just tell you it's only going to be $15 a month it's only going to be $17 a month it's only going to be $20 a month and you're like hey that's all I have to pay $20 a month plus the ins plus the insurance plus the service plus the taxes and all of that and then when you get your bill it's three four hundred dollars so uh, yes and the data plan and when you go over your data so again that makes your bill go up but if you pay your phone off then your bill goes down immediately it goes way 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 down and also the fact that they know that you're no longer under contract they want to make you happy and stay happy until the next time you upgrade your phone and you're back on contract so what you do is between the between the phones I would say just keep that old raggedy blankety blank phone keep it for a while don't upgrade show it as a badge of honor show it as a badge of um, restraint and sophistication that you don't have to upgrade your phone every 24 months like the uh, tech monkey that they think we are We're like they think we are addicted to our phones and maybe we are but we don't have to exhibit that so what I'm doing is I'm going to hold on to my phone for as long as I can and I'm going to enjoy the lower rates on my cell phone plan and so when I do that once I have gotten to the point where I just can no longer charge the phone anymore or the phone will not light up or you can't hear me talk through the phone then I'll probably upgrade and I honestly I'm at a point in my life where I have so many screens in front of me for so many different things during the day tablets couple of screens at work on my desk I've got you know a screen or two at the house and then you watch TV and you know so why do I need a whole nother uh, very fancy phone so I'm really been I've been contemplating purchasing a phone outright ordering one from a company like Amazon or eBay and then taking it to my um, service provider and getting them to you know service the phone so that I have a phone I'm not on the plan and hopefully my hope is that I purchase a cheaper phone a cheaper version of a nice phone and that will keep my bill low I mean it has to keep the bill low because I don't have an additional fee for 
a phone that I'm paying off in small increments and insurance associated with that. If I have a phone that I've already paid for in full, I don't have to insure it. And so why insure it? Because, and then honestly, they're not going to fix it anyway because it's not their phone, right? So again, um, that's something I'm going to look into for 2019. But for right now, I am happily at the end of the life cycle of my current cell phone and I am loving the bill loving 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 it okay and uh, those are some of the ways that I have uh, yeah cable cord home phone cord cell phone upgrade lasso um, those are just some things that I've done to cut those cords and saving money and reducing my waste in my home and um, honestly I've um, gotten to the end of uh, that that's my number one thing but I do have a bonus so my bonus for you is and I always like to roll back to there's links and there's websites and there's YouTube videos and there's ways that you can learn I am not an expert at all at all um, but there are so many people I say study from the sensei study from the people who are um, who are the 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 people who know exactly what they're talking about so in the description I have included some links to some really good content some YouTube conversations so I did um, financial literacy YouTube and there's this really great um, interview by a young lady uh, with, with my favorite morning crew the breakfast club uh, and the young lady actually is um, she talks about the financial literacy a lot and I love uh, what she says as far as being a, being just um, responsible knowing what to do I'm trying to see if I can find it and look it up right quick um, she was a really uh, good speaker uh, the breakfast club so there's a couple of them from the, the breakfast club uh, let me see if there's another one but again I'm definitely going to um, put the links in the description oh yeah her name is Stacy Tisdale uh, discusses smart ways to invest your money and more so that was awesome and then I also have one from Angela Rich and the Breakfast Club that was an awesome one um, but again the links are in the description you will get all of the YouTube goodies all of the things that are great conversations that you can listen to um, the other thing is some podcasts by my favorite <laughs> and again she's from the Breakfast Club Angela uh, Yee and she has some friends um, that are part of this webcast I mean podcast called Colorful Lives they have a, a really good um, podcast discussing finances and goals and goal setting. You got to check that out. Paychecks and Balances is a really good um, uh, perspective from, from the men. The guys uh, talk about uh, financial goal setting and just being more responsible. I mean, I just love listening to other people talk about financial goals. At this point in my life, why? Because I feel like I have let it go 
to you know go on the seeds for so long I need some help and I'm not at the point financially where I can just pay somebody to do it for me I don't have the fun I feel like I don't have the funds but honestly it may be that whatever funds you have if you have uh, you know you may not be a millionaire maybe you are a hundredaire like me uh, you could still probably find somebody and give them a couple of dollars and say hey fix my life you know Ilyana fix my life but fix my money and they may be able to do that for you so um, but if you can't uh, like me I'm going the DIY version of just listening to podcasts uh, going to blogs on the web um, there's some places uh, Tiffany the Budgetista she has a really good uh, blog and newsletter that goes right to my email account and I can read it when I get ready and um, you know I really just try to schedule out a couple of hours on Fridays Fridays is my like my day that I can kind of do a light work and then I also read a little bit of some read some things that make me uh, more responsible or better at the job that I do and so I try to read articles for work and I also read articles for to make my personal life better and but Tiffany the Budgetista has a really good blog really good uh, website and then there's a group called Rich and Regular I think that's a uh, they're a, a couple trying to make things happen uh, they're a blog, Twitter, Instagram couple, and they are publicizing their financial um, expertise on the internet. And so, honestly, th- that's all I have for you today. But if you have any suggestions or questions, uh, please, please, please send me some shout outs, send me some feedback, let me know what you think, let me know what you're going to incorporate in your 2019. Because again, all of this talking about money is just me, a way for me to reflect and think about what I'm going to do for 2019 if as I prepare for the next year I just want to see what I've done what things have really helped what things that are are going to be beneficial for me and what things I need to carry over into the next year to make it a better circumstance all right so my final thought is hey look being rich is not my ultimate ultimate goal at all a much better goal is living within my means and being debt free you can be comfortable and live a great life at many different price points honestly it's all about perspective loving family and friends and having meaningful experiences and conversations enjoying health and sharing with others are ultimately what creates a fulfilled life all things money can never replace so thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed the content, please send me $432 to my cash app. <laughs> or you could do something totally free and indicate in your app that you like this cast by clicking a heart or a thumbs up or finding that little wishbone looking thingy and share with your closest friends. All things that are absolutely free for you but mean the world to me. All right, thanks again.